Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Right, we are going to put this to bed right now. Look at me waggling my finger like I'm your parent or some kind of teacher. In fact, now I have authority. Can we please stop from going and drawing something like AEW All Out, which was absolutely brilliant, to going, oh, WWE, oh, raw, rubbish, crap, crap. Just enjoy it or don't enjoy it and allow others to enjoy it and not enjoy it. It really is that simple positivity, yeah. But my name is Simon Miller. These glasses don't have any lenses. Look, I can just put my hands into my eyes, but why would I do that? It would be strange. Also, Seth Rollins may be around here, and we know how he feels about seeing devices. And welcome, yes, to a brand new week here on What Culture Wrestling, as we look into Raw and decide whether it was good or whether it was a pile of crap. We also somehow have to award the MVP of last week. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to give it to Daniel Bryan. But you can give it to CM Punk. You can give it to Adam Cole. You can give it to the Young Bucks. You can give it to the Lucha Brothers. They all smashed it. And I've forgotten a bunch of other people too. I'm giving it to Daniel Bryan because he's great. Anyway, let's get on to things that are more pertinent for today. And let's up those downs for Raw. the most late 80s start to Raw this week, and I loved it. But given we were going to have a tag team turmoil later to decide who were the brand new number one contenders for the tag team championships, every single team in that there tag team turmoil jumped on the screen like I'm doing now with this over-the-top music and said things like, oh, we're in the tag team turmoil later, and it's going to be turmoil because we're a tag team. And yes, this was absolutely crazy and ridiculous, but I like crazy and ridiculous, and better than all of that... It felt different, it felt new, it felt fresh. At this juncture, I was like, oh man, maybe WWE's gonna do something different. I'll talk about that in one second. However, this up. And yeah, one of the reasons I did want to give that an up is because this did indeed feel like a little bit something different. But then out came RK Bro to do the usual 20 minute long promo segment. And I was like, look, I love Randy and I love Riddle. They are the best thing about this show. But this is exactly the same as what we did last week. You can then double this too, because after RK Bro had said, oh my gosh, all those tag teams are tag team turbo, this is tumultuous. Out came M. MVP and Bobby Lashley, and they got a microphone. They said, oh my gosh, Tag Team Turmoil. We want to go into it too. And if you're wondering why I'm saying Tag Team Turmoil so much, 
just go and watch Raw. It was like the word turmoil was in their mouth and they couldn't help it. The other long and the short part of this is that Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley are going to fight for the WWE title at Extreme Rules and that just makes me scratch my bald head because yes, I really like Randy Orton, I really like Bobby Lashley, but if we have just made Randy Orton a tag team champion, shouldn't he be more concerned about that belt? Because as soon as you go after another one, what you're doing is you're taking down your pants and what happens down there in your pants when you go to the toilet is what you are figuratively, not literally, figuratively doing to the tag team division. Lashley couldn't believe any of this happened when he said, right, me and MVP are going to be in the tag team turmoil and we'll get to that later again, like I say. But then the New Day interrupted because the tag team turmoil was about to start now. Also, the New Day's new gear is absolutely brilliant. So this was just like an assault on your face. It was like, ah, I don't know what's going on. And it gets even more silly. Point is, all of that is getting it down. It was then time to do this thing. And look, it was fun. It was fine. It was entertaining, especially because we started with the New Days versus the Viking Raiders. That is always going to get it up. It got some solid time. At one point, the Vikings caught Kofi in midair and chucked him into Xavier Woods. And I'm always going to be behind that. And as we have mentioned his name, everybody stand up and salute Mr. Woods for being the damn flippin' hero that he is. Because he watches the show and he studies wrestling. And as he has said on that there Twitter time and time again, I am going to make the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up my finishing move, because I see its win ratio. I tell you, my word did he do it here. So when he did indeed see Eric get smashed by the trouble in paradise, he hit a surprise roll-up. He then did the same on Jinder Mahal and Veer. He then did the same on the Lucha House Party. And he then did the same on Retribution. I think one of those, he didn't actually use the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. But I've chosen to ignore that because I was having such a rollicking good time. WWE then very sadly had to go WWE because as soon as Mason T-Bar had lost, they were like, well, we didn't want to lose. We wanted to win. So now we're just going to beat everybody up, including Mansoor and Ali, who are about to get in there until Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville walked out and went, this wasn't part of our plan. So why don't we carry on later with dot, dot, dot. Bobby Lashley and MVP. And I'm just like, <laughs> why didn't we just finish it here? Why are we spinning it up? It's just a little bit dull. You have such a big roster. Go and do anything else with somebody that you see backstage. Even if it's the Janna. Go, look, Janna. Fred. We'll call him Fred. Fred the Janna. Would you please walk to the ring and cut a promo? I was about to say on whatever you want. That's not true. They'd probably give him a script and be like, I'm the janitor. I blah, blah, blah. You take my point down. It was then more nonsense. It was Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus to see who was going to be the number one contender for the United States Championship. Even though Drew McIntyre and Sheamus had fought for the United States Championship last week. And both technically lost. However, they're so damn good together. They have such good chemistry. Of course, it's getting it up. I think it's also becoming super clear that Drew may be about to jump to SmackDown in the draft because for the second week running, he lost clean. And usually what WWE does is they see this kind of a jump as, oh man, we can just hit the reset button when they do go to their new show. So in the meantime, we can just beat him and beat him and beat him and beat him. And don't forget, that's okay too. Go and look at real sports. Sometimes even the most successful teams are defeated. And honestly, they were just punching potatoes out of each other here. It was so damn violent. It was so damn brutal. But my word, did I enjoy it. I laughed out loud when Drew McIntyre just decided, I don't care you're wearing a face mask, Seamus. And he gave him a head button. I was like, oh, my head. That's like, what did you think was going to happen? And there was this really cool bit where Seamus was going to hit a claymore. And Drew was like, no, you don't do that. It's my move. And he hit it with a DDT. McIntyre also went for a flying nothing, missed obviously, and then got kneed in the face. And I was really getting into this until <laughs> Drew went for the Claymore. Sheamus too got out the way and hit the most devastating move in all that sports entertainment with a surprise roll up. And he held the trunks. 
to not only get the one, two, three, but to become the number one contender for the US title. At that point, I think my face fell off my face because you just have to assume that whoever is writing this WWE stuff isn't talking to everybody else. Maybe we get one script, then two script, then three script, and four script, which kind of makes up sections of the program, but one, two, three, and four don't actually correlate to see if we're doing the same thing. If you've got Xavier Woods busted out roll-up after roll-up after roll-up, don't end the next match with a roll-up. There's nothing wrong with this finish. I want to make that clear. People get this confused all the time when I'm talking about it. It's like anything. Just don't overuse it or use it as a crutch, which WWE does all the time. Down. It was kind of interesting afterwards because McIntyre had super duper sour grapes here and he kicked the shit out of Sheamus. He had to say, I can't believe I lost. I'm going to pull my controller out of the snets. Now, I doubt he's about to go heel but he did look really pissed off. Quick interview with Damian Priest after this, which made sense. He's very excited about fighting Sheamus at Extreme Rules, and he thinks he's going to win. Between you and me, this sounds like somebody had given him a piece of paper. We really should let Damian Priest just talk. We then got exactly the same thing with Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. Honestly, I swear, some of the verbiage coming out of their mouth didn't make any kind of a sense. And they are now, I think, an official tag team. And if you ask me why, I'd be like, I don't know but I do like them together, so there. They are gonna take on Natalia and Tamina later. Hopefully they know that nobody is Mina. And of course they have a new catchphrase because everything has to be marketed. So when they were done here, Nikki Ash just shouted, super brutality. And I was like, wait, no, that's not correct at all. It should be almost superhero brutality. What do I know? We then had a third promo, which was a little bit much. And this time it was Charlotte Flair addressing the fact she's gonna take on Nia Jax later. And she said, I'm gonna make Nia kiss the ground that I walk on. That's a really funny thing to say. We were then right into that tag match. I couldn't help it because my brain all of a sudden went, Wah. wait a minute, I know they're on a different brand, but what the hell happened to Knox and Shopsy? They had beaten Tamina, nobody Mina, and Natalia three times, and I was promised a title shot, and now I've got squish. I don't even know why I care because WWE does this stuff all the time. And to be fair, this match was absolutely fine. Nikki Ash was basically murdered for a lot of this before Natalia went for the sharpshooter, but even though it happened right in front of her face, Natty didn't realize that Rhea Ripley had blind tagged herself in. So she creeped in like a burglar in the night, she hit the riptide, and she got the pin. And I can only presume that Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash are now the number one contenders. And wasn't that really easy? You just asked for a title shot, and then you won. Good for you. Before we do move on as well, we had Tamina on the show. So we have to ask the question, Tamina, were you meaner than the last time we saw you? And she lost. That's not very mean. Pull it down, Tamina. Moist TV then happened backstage. I was like, are you kidding me? Have we got to the point now in WWE where we're so desperate to put a talk show on television and we can't have time to put it in the ring? We're just going to have it behind the curtain. Just do anything else. His guest was carrying Cross 2, which made it even more surreal because you had John Morrison, who had just turned babyface and doing all this weird comedy stuff, and carrying just there in a suit like, I don't want to be here. I need to leave. I don't know why he talks like a robot, but that's just how it came across. This was all kind of like a YouTube skit. Carrion then said, I I'm going to eliminate you. Which absolutely means kill. I had absolutely no idea what was going on, especially because we then went to the ring, we had this match, and Karrion Cross just whipped Johnny Boy Morrison's ass. 
down. And I understand that this makes me a hypocrite now because last week I was all like, oh man, if we are going to push Karrion Cross, he should be destroying Falls. And I totally stand by that. I thought he looked pretty good here, but not at the expense of John Morrison and absolutely not at the expense of John Morrison after we just turned him into a good guy. When you do that, you should strap the rocket ship to him so he can fly off to the moon, not lose to Mr. K, who still looks like a sex slave in less than two minutes. It just makes Johnny look like an idiot for turning on the Miz. But yes, he passed out or tapped out to the cross jacket here. Don't really get where we're going with either of these two guys, hence why I gave it a down. Interview with Nia afterwards, and she disagreed with Charlotte and said she was going to win the match. So I was like, great, one of you is lying to me. How flubbing mean. And now I'm going to surprise you. I really truly am. I understand this, but it's my show. I'll do whatever the hell you want. It was Nia Jax versus Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship. And even though they had just fallen off a cliff last week, this week, I'm giving it up. The sole reason is this. Was this one of the best things I'd ever seen? No. Was it basically just your average WWE match? Kinda. But the twist was we played off everything that we had done seven days ago. So in the early going, it was almost as if Charlotte and Nia Jax were going to fall out again. But because they were working together, this didn't come across as your usual WWE match. And if I can dare say these words, which I can, it felt a little bit unique. And I could have done without all the stuff with Shayna Baszler, but I get it. We're finally going to break that tag team up. Because straight away, she just got on the apron and went, yo, Nia, look over here. I don't think you can beat Charlotte ever. I think you suck. This is a bit like some awful dad on the touchline of their kid's football game going, do better, you absolute crap, or you're not going to have any dinner. But yes, back in the ring, they were pulling each other's hair and they were slapping each other around to the point Charlotte was like, nah, man, I don't want any of this. So this was a quote-unquote work shoot, which you knew was actually not that at all. But like I say, just try different things when you are communicating with one another, and sometimes I will be pleased. We also continue to tease the whole Baser and Nye thing throughout all this, including when it came to the finish, Shane and Baser just like, hey, look over here, Nye Jax, hey, Nye Jax, look at me, please do something, which allowed Nye to be distracted. Charlotte hit the natural selection from the top, which was kind of good, and she got the one, two, three. I also kind of got this feeling that one of Nye Jax and Shane and Baser may also be moved to SmackDown, and we probably should do that, but hey, don't worry about that now. Bring down the board, distractions, it's very exciting. <laughs> Rolls up to 97. So if you had September 2021 when WWE was going to get to 100, you win the grand prize, which is nothing. There was a fallout after this as well, in the sense that Alexa Bliss voodooed her way into the ring. And then when Charlotte said, what do you want? Alexa just pointed at the title. And I almost had a meltdown here because we have to stop doing this. Randy on just says, yo, bra, can I have a title shot? He gets one. Here, Alexa Bliss goes, hey girl, can I have a title shot? And she gets one. Can we please just put some story into the mix? Come up with anything, otherwise I'll do it. Can I have a title match, please? Look, I'm pointing at things, I don't care what it is. 24-7 Intercontinental US title, European Championship, bring it back. Just give me a belt, because I'm doing this with my stupid finger. And as always, I want to point out the fact that Alexa Bliss is doing great with this character, even if it isn't for me. But if you are going to give her magical powers, at least let her warp Charlotte Flair's brain or something. But no, just wiggly-waggly, down. Reggie then beat Tazawa in 45 seconds in a 24-7 title match. And now you'll be saying, wait a minute, if it's a 24-7 title match, why don't they just go with the usual rules of any time, anywhere? And I asked myself, and the answer I came up with, I don't know. What we really need to discuss here is that after Reg had one and a bunch of people went, oh, I'm not going to try and win the 24-7 title, if you can believe it, Cedric Alexander was in this mix, Shelton Benjamin was in this mix, Jackson Riker was in this mix. Why isn't he on the Star Trek Enterprise? But also, so was Jeff Hardy. 
I couldn't believe it. My face hit the floor. I was like, you have a bona fide Hall of Famer on your books and you put him into 24-7 running geek. Just shook my head, contemplating my own existence. Doesn't make any sense. Finally, I came up with a down. Drake Maverick also turned up at the end of this and just smiled. And if you want me to tell you why, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what this was. Other than NXT's being turned into six foot two, 240 pounds, which Drake is not. He's just been pinged back to Raw to once again fight for the 24-7 title. Dewdrop then told us she wanted a rematch with Eva Marie. Why? Why would you want one? You absolutely destroyed her last week and you even did your own pinfall. Surely you should be moving on to somebody else. Surely you should be getting your finger and going, pow, and then you'll get a title shot. She also had to say, it's not an evolution, it's an Eva delusion. And that thought, I thought about turning off Raw. I don't need to watch this anymore. I don't want to tie into my own gimmicks. But nobody talks like that. And if you did, you probably wouldn't have any friends. Then it was back to Tag Team Turmoil. <laughs> Raw already win show. But that said, the first or fifth round, whatever the hell it was, was always going to be good because it was the New Day versus Mansour and Ali. And these four are tremendous talents and it is getting it up. Woods and Kingston won after a Trouble in Paradise elbow drop combination, which actually did look pretty cool. And then it was AJ Styles and Omos taking on the New Day. And while I have seen that 78,942 times in the last week. Again, it was a perfectly fine wrestling match up. Omos was doing his thing and hurling people around the ring, and that rhymes, so now I feel proud of myself. And I always see criticism towards this big guy, but if he just wants to be a big tree man that does big devastating moves, I am totally fine with this. Eventually, he did the same to Xavier Woods, and he just chucked him out the ring, and sadly, that meant Kingston walked into the Stars Clash 1, 2, 3, so even though the New Day had lasted around about 45 minutes, it was time for them to go home. Now we absolutely should be doing more with all of these guys, but that kind of ties into the last round of Tag Team Turmoil because yes, MVP and Bobby Lashley had gotten themselves into it. So now it was Omos and AJ Styles taking on MVP and Bobby Lashley. Now, while I did have one very specific problem with this, Actually, once again, it was a perfectly fine wrestling match with a cool bit between Bobby Lashley and Omos when everyone was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Lashley's a big guy, but Omos, he's an even bigger guy. What's going to happen when these two collide? And I was doing the same. See, sometimes it's the simple stuff, so based on all of that, up. Finn and Autumn were watching all of this on from ringside because of course they were, and that caused some tet for tet and people were being chucked through announce tables, and there was just carnage, which eventually led to AJ Styles getting back in the ring, or at least going for the phenomenal forearm, missing, and Bobby Lashley hit him with a spear. So your number one contenders for the WWE Tag Team titles are Bobby Lashley and MVP, which means at some point we have to do RK Bro versus Bobby Lashley and MVP. Even though last week we did Bobby Lashley and MVP versus RK Bro, and we just went through 32 matches to get it again. Yep. It also means that your number one contender for the WWE title is a tag team champion. Your number one contender for the WWE tag team title is your WWE champion. And this just isn't casting your net wide enough. Now, I did enjoy it afterwards because Omos gave Bobby Lashley a tree slam. In the world of WWE, that should probably be enough to make him a brand new number one contender. And then Randy Orton snuck in for BAM. He gave Lashley the RKO out of nowhere. So all of this was okay, but I think I've made my point when it comes to the higgledy-piggledy mess, which is now all of the title divisions. Because of that, well, I have to give it a down. I do want to make it clear that I have no problem with RK Bro being the center point to all of this, but not when it just leads to rematch after rematch after rematch. Why, for example, couldn't we do Mansoor versus Bobby Lashley or Ali versus Bobby Lashley? I know, crazy. But if you tell me a good narrative and make me believe, I will buy into it. 
So Raw as ever was just this strange thing and I wouldn't have divided the tag team terminals up as I did. I'm gonna be that guy, you're gonna get mad, but there's the comments to tell me how much of a moron I am. It gets thumbs in the middle. So I didn't finish it and go, oh, it's so great. But I didn't finish it and go, man, that was crap. It was kind of just there.